title of my message today is when God calls you, he also equips you. Hallelujah. I was I was I was you know, waiting the whole week and saying, Lord, what am I, what am I going to preach about? And when I got the title for the sermon, it was on Friday night when we were praying. Part of me felt like I should just come here and, um, and testify about this topic. Because my entire life, my whole life, is a testimony that speaks directly to the topic this morning. When God calls you, he equips you. I have known this to be true in my life. Every time the Lord sends me into a certain direction, he always makes provision. And of course, probably like many others, me being me, I have asked questions like, why me, Lord? But Lord, I am not qualified for this job. Lord, I am not skilled enough. I am not ready, Lord. Does any of this sound familiar? But because it is where he wants me to go, Hey, he is so gracious. He brings it all together. He will bring the people, the resources, the skills, whatever is needed. To make sure that I make that thing a success. Because he is the one that has called me into that particular thing. You see, this way... I know that it's not because I am super qualified for the thing that he has called me for. But it is because he is qualified. It's because he is more than qualified. And he is glorified. Hallelujah. I want us to read in the Book of Isaiah, chapter 45, verses um, 2 to 5. Isaiah, chapter 45, verse 2 to 5. Isaiah, chapter 45, 45. verse 2 to 5. Yeah. Bible says, I will go before you and we level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name, for the sake of Jacob, my servant of Israel, my chosen. I summon you by, my, by name and bestow on you a title of honor, Though you do not acknowledge me, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God. 
I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me. Hallelujah. The Lord goes before us, Bazalwan. The first part of, of the scripture, it says, I will go before you and will level the mountains. Which means that when God sends you into that place, even before you get there, he will go and make sure that the crooked paths are straight. Hallelujah. Yeah, he gets the place ready that by the time you come, when it's even easier for and you to do what he wants you to do. The one thing we know for sure when God calls us into something is that we have no idea where he's going to take us. The Bible says many are the plans uh, in a man's heart. But the Lord directs his steps. Hallelujah. So we should expect the unexpected sometimes when God sends us in a certain direction. In the book of Samuel, in the Old Testament, in the book of Samuel, in the Old Testament, yes, in the Old Testament, Samuel, in the Old Testament, Saul is a great example of this. In 1 Samuel um, chapter 9, um, Saul is, is, is called to, to become king of Israel. This calling comes out of the blue. Saul is on a, I don't know if I should even call it a trip, but Saul and his servants uh, go out to look for lost goats. Um, that his the, his go, his father's goats. I think they lost three goats. So Luna atamai ai lohobatuna lidi 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 puditsaha rahe tene dilatlehile leba leba tlanka bahar. So they set out um, and end up in a place called Zuf. Bai leba atamai abona bai pitla bali kutulonge bizuang hoteke Zuf. And as they are about to give up on their mission because they still haven't found the goats. Khabane bali khaufile hui niela kala bakala khabane basa abona di puditsena. Ah, it's donkeys actually. Sorry, not goats. The donkeys. <laughs> Um, the servant suggests that they, they, they go see Samuel. Because Samuel is, okay. is, is known to, to prophesy, he says. Little did they know that the Lord had already spoken to Samuel concerning Saul. Let's read in First Samuel um, chapter nine, verses seventeen to twenty. First Samuel chapter nine, verse seventeen to twenty. Chapter nine, verse seventeen to twenty. Yeah. It reads as follows: When Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him. This is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and asked, Would you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, said Samuel. Go up ahead of me to the high place, for today you are to eat with me, and in the morning I will send you on your way and will tell you all that is in your heart. As for the donkeys you lost three days ago, do not worry about them. They have been found. And to whom 
is all the desire of Israel turned, if not to you and your whole family line. Hallelujah. Amen. Then, of course, in chapter 10, Samuel anoints Saul as the first king of Israel. Chapter 10, then Samuel, prophet Samuel, anoints Saul as Israel. Do you think when Saul woke up in the morning, going to look for donkeys, <laughs> he thought that the day would turn out the way that it did? that there's even a remote possibility that in the next few days he will end up being anointed as the first king of Israel. It was completely unexpected. It was completely random. But we know that there's no random things with God. Hallelujah. When God calls us, we need to respond, respond with obedience. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't make plans for our lives. Plans are good. But our plans must be flexible to God's will. Because he can change them without notice. Amen. Amen. We will feel ill-equipped when God calls us. This is because most of the times the task that God calls us for is so, so big. Just like Saul, when Samuel told him he will be king, in verse 21 of chapter 9, the very same chapter, Saul's response to, to Samuel is, is as follows. He says, but I am not a Benjamite. Sorry. No, sorry. It says, but am I not a Benjamite? From the smallest tribe of Israel, and is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you say such a thing to me? Hallelujah. Amen. We always feel like so small when God calls us into something. And again and again, we have seen it in scripture. When God calls people, those individuals often feel like a fish out of water. Like they are not good enough for the work. So there's always a gap between, you know, their skill set or what they think they can do and the assignment that God is calling them into. But this is the beauty of it. Because the gap is where our faith gets to grow. God wants to show us that he, he's able to fill the gaps if we him. The Bible teaches us being underqualified is not a bad thing, actually. But it's something we need to embrace. Let's read... Um, from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. Yes. 
Verse 26 to 27. The Bible says, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Hallelujah. God likes to use people with gaps because those are the spaces when spiritual growth happens. When you receive a call from God, you can be guaranteed to feel ill-equipped for the task. It's a good thing. We must rely on him in our weakness. And in our weakness, we will see his strength. Hallelujah. What has God called you to this morning? Is it church planting? Is it reaching out to lost souls? Is it work? Is it ministry? This extends to every other area of our lives. God will not lead you into a job opportunity for which he will not provide for. He will give you the skills and the people and just surround you with people who will make sure that you will be successful in that job. Hallelujah. Amen. All of us are here for a purpose. In scripture, we see God calling Moses who thinks he can't do what God is asking him to do. Who thinks he cannot do what God is asking him to do. And, and of course he can't, not by himself. But God is the one that equips Moses for the part he needs to play in God's story. So in the same way, God is the one who calls us. And he is the one who equips us for the work. So feeling like we are not enough for the work is a good thing. It causes us to humbly come before him and allow him to work in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Now it might not always be easy. God has not promised us easy. But he has promised us that we will not be alone. Matthew 28 verse 20, the Bible says, In teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of age. Hallelujah. Amen. God gives us his word. He gives us the Holy Spirit and he surrounds us with his people. The journey he has called each and every one of us into. 
whatever, whether it is ministry leadership or, you know, a combination of things. It is for our good. It's for the good of those around us. And more than anything, it is for his glory. Amen. Our gracious God will go with us. When he calls us, he equips us. I want us to read a couple of scriptures. If you're writing down, we're going to be reading from Hebrews 13, verses 21. In the NLT, we are going to read from 1 Corinthians 5:21. We are going to read from Galatians 2, verse 20. We're going to read from Romans 3, from 23 to 25, and we are going to read from 2 Corinthians 12, verse 19. Okay, let's start from Hebrews 13, 21. The Bible says, I'm reading from the NLT, may he equip you with all that you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 5 verse 21, the Bible says, For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. So Jesus lived the perfect life. In our place. So we do not have to worry about whether we measure up or not. In Galatians 2.20, the Bible says, I have, cru- I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith. In the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Amen. Since our identity is no longer ours, but it is in Christ. Identity We can step into our calling secure in who we are. Let's read from Romans 3, 23 to 25. The Bible says, For all have sinned, and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a, as a, property, as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. Amen. Amen. All our failures and shortcomings. Uh, to, all our- failures and shortcomings. Oh, are covered by the blood of Christ. We can rest in that knowledge. Hallelujah. And the last one, um, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. Amen. We do not need to be strong. In our weakness, 
we get to witness the strength of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. You will experience an infilling of the Holy Spirit. The Lord promises to empower those he calls. When Jesus um, reappeared to his disciples after rising from the dead, he promised they'd be empowered from on high. Uh, we can read from Luke 24, verse 49. Bible says I am going to send you what my father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high hallelujah Amen. he was talking about the holy spirit that promise was fulfilled on pentecost which marked the start of of the of the new testament church on that day 120 people were gathered in a room they had a fresh encounter with the holy spirit and they become empowered they became empowered for ministry and from there, the gospel went from, from this group of people through different men and women throughout time and made its way to us. Hallelujah. Because they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. The early disciples could not have achieved all of that through their own wisdom. They couldn't do all of that through their own abilities. God supplies the power to his people for when he calls them. He did that for Saul. He did that for the early disciples. And he still does it today for you and me. As we strive to be faithful. We must always be ready for the unexpected. And embrace the fact that we are often not equipped for what God is calling us to. And it is in such a humble attitude that the Holy Spirit works powerfully in us to fulfill the calling that God has for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's remember that we are often so short-sighted about what God um, has for us. God is the only one who has the bigger picture. Tina, we just see the thing that's in front of us. So we believe in God. So why are we sometimes so afraid to trust him when he calls? Why do we procrastinate? Why do we hesitate? 
What are we waiting for? To be good, to be better people. Are we waiting for a time that we are perfect? God doesn't use perfect people. But he perfects us. And make, when we make ourselves available when we make ourselves available to be used by him, it's not about our ability. It's about our availability for the work. Amen. We are all works in progress. We are all still working out our faith. But God uses us, you and me, as imperfect as we are. So as we allow ourselves to be used by God, God will change us for the better. He, he will change us from the inside out. But if we don't have faith in God, trusting and obeying Him, being faithful in what He asks us to do, then it's easy to get stuck. It's easy to feel like you can't move into what God is asking you to do. We will never move forward in our walk with God. If we don't trust and obey, just keep going around in circles. May, not, may this not be our portion. May we always trust and believe in what God has called us for. He will equip us, he will provide, he will enable us. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. Yes, it will take our faith, it will take hard work, it will take diligence from our side. It will take persistence. But with God on our side, we can do anything. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? We don't need to rely on our own strength. In closing, I just want to remind us that God will not abandon us for the things that he's called us for. He will not call us and then just leave you alone to figure it out in your own strength. When God calls you, he qualifies you. When God calls you, he equips you. When God calls you, he will provide. May our, may our answers be, here I am, send me, Lord. May we always remember 
Whatever God requires, he will provide for. When God calls us to do something, we don't need to be fearful. God will provide everything needed for us to carry out his will. So let's not delay in answering his calling. Let's take a step forward and be obedient in stepping into what God has called us for. Hallelujah.